Microsoft has issued an urgent warning to update your PC this afternoon. Here's tech expert Mark Saltzman. He joins us with the details here on 640 Toronto. Uh, Mark, good afternoon. And what exactly is this warning from Microsoft? What is it all about? Why have they issued it? Sure. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Uh, so it's a security flaw found in Windows 10 as well as Windows 7, which they're they're not officially supporting anymore, but there's a, an update for that as well. And it's called Print Nightmare. <laughs> they always have the, the scariest, and, and I'm, I'm glad, but they always have the scariest uh, sounding names for these uh, vulnerabilities, but it's baked into the operating system where back in May, researchers found and then shared with Microsoft that there was this vulnerability that would allow uh, malicious types out there to gain access to your computer, to see files, delete files, uh, unbeknownst to the user as well. So Microsoft had warned people before, but now it's officially a, a download that I would encourage everybody to take advantage of. If your computer is already not set up to download updates, which mine is every night in the middle of the night, for example. But if you don't do that, then manually just, you know, type the word update in that little window in the bottom left of your PC, and it will protect you. It's a, it's pat, it's called patching. They're basically patching up any holes or vulnerabilities in software. Keep in mind, Jeff, whether it's a Mac, PC, Chromebook, or your phone or your tablet's operating system, when they ship it, it's not perfect. And then over time, some vulnerabilities are found and then fixed. So this is just, an, uh, you know, again, another example of having your automatic uh, updates set so you don't have to remember to do it to protect yourself from the latest threats out there. Okay, again, it's called Print Nightmare, which, by the way, I think I have every time I try to print something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it started by the name, by the way, started because it was uh, it was part of the printing drivers that were built into the operating system. But then that uh, exploitation was, you know, they, they found a way to exploit that even further, by the way. And, and those, by the way, those listening who have tested Windows 11, because there's an early, you know, beta test for Windows 11, this patch does not work yet for them. So keep, you know, keep doing, you know, read up uh, when that is available because that's not good that Windows 11 is not uh, patched yet for those uh, part of the early club testing it out. Okay. What is at risk here for users if you don't update your PC? And, and again, Microsoft is saying to do this immediately. Don't wait till like later tonight or, or something uh, as soon as you yeah. possibly can. So it uh, sounds as if the threat is uh, fairly substantial. So again, it could, it, even though it's not likely to happen, it's technically possible that a hacker could take control of your PC and do some serious damage. Whether they're, are, they're gonna take your files or they're reading sensitive documents. So that's what's at stake here. It's, it's a, a vulnerability that could allow, um, again, a malicious type somewhere else over the internet gain control of your PC. They can install programs, they can delete data, uh, and even create new user accounts with full user rights. So there's too much at stake here for Microsoft to not take it seriously. And that's why they're urging everybody to do this Windows 10 or Windows 7 update. All right. Also in the news this afternoon, Norway, they have passed a new law when it comes to social media influencers. What's this all about, Mark? And I applaud this. So a new law that was just passed in Norway, but hasn't come into full effect yet. But in the parliamentary uh, body, it was, uh, was approved is that uh, social media influencers, as well as advertisers who receive any kind of compensation for their work, whether it's uh, money, like any kind of monetary gift uh, or payment or something in kind, like free clothing or whatever, they have to disclose if those photos or videos were doctored in any way. 
So uh, photoshopped images that make you look thinner than you are or to make your lips look bigger or exaggerate, exaggerated muscles. Those are examples of what could be manipulated uh, before those photos were po are posted to Instagram and Twitter and the like. So there has to be a disclaimer going forward when this is approved. Uh, and again, it was voted in 72 to 15 by Norway's par parliamentary body, but it hasn't yet gone into effect yet. Um, this is, I think, very important. And, you know, this was put through, put forward, by the way, by the Ministry of Children and Family Affairs, who cited several studies to support their case, including the fact that anorexia is the third most common cause of death among young girls in that country. So the, obviously a photoshopped image could set unrealistic expectations when it comes to body image. So I think this is great that mm -hmm. uh, Norway is doing this. There have been some similar, you know, motions in, in the UK and in France. Um, some of the language is still, you know, it's not quite enforceable yet. And in the States about eight years ago, they proposed this, but it was shot down uh, by the Senate, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not unlike, you know, when we grew up, Jeff, you look at the cover of Vogue or Elle or any of these fashion magazines and they're digitally doctored. But now with social media and with these influencers, it's taken it to the next level. Yeah. Is there any way to, to know or to prove this? I mean, how are they going to enforce this law? Do we know? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know how they can enforce it. I mean, I would, I don't know if they have the bandwidth, pardon the pun, to examine every social media influencers post and have an expert that can determine whether that photo was doctored or not. Is their skin really that clear? <laughs> are they really a whatever size blank waist, you know, or, or chest size? I don't know how they're going to enforce it. Uh, it's still early days and it hasn't even gone into effect yet, but I applaud the fact that the, the, the Norwegian uh, parliamentary body has approved it. And some of Norway's top influencers have also uh, gone on record saying, this is great. We, you know, they say this, so I hope it's, uh, you know, they mean it. Uh, and and uh, that this is, again, it's, uh, it's similar to this UK, this proposed bill called the Digitally Altered Body Images Bill. Uh, which uh, again was put forward in February. So let's see. Let's see. Um, I, I don't know how it can be enforced, but I think it's a step in the right direction. All right. Meantime, in this country, as travel restrictions slowly ease, we're hearing reports of issues with the Arrive Can app. What can you tell us about that, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, sure, Jeff. So as you may know, last April, like 2020, uh, the Arrive Can app was meant to streamline the traveling process between uh, Canada and, and other countries uh, by foot, like, you know, by land or by air travel. Um, but it was updated last week to include the ability to upload your vaccination information. So basically, you know, whether you're returning to Canada or you're traveling to Canada, 72 hours before you arrive, you are supposed to download this app. Uh, from the CDS, uh, CBSA, the Canadian Border Services uh, Group, and and uh, upload your vaccination info, update um, you know the your your COVID negative test, your any symptoms you're going to have to voluntar voluntarily say if you've got any symptoms, um, and you also have to put in where you're quarantining for 14 days in Canada. So this is where some of the privacy or the the data related issues are. So the first problem with the Arrive Can app is that, yeah, you're, you're putting a lot of trust here that this data is going to remain secure. Not a day goes by that we don't hear about, like we just talked about, uh, vulnerabilities, uh, you know, with software, uh, ransomware, uh, other, other breaches and, and cyber attacks. So what's being done with your data and what safeguards is the Canadian government putting in place to protect your data, like your address where you're going to be quarantining for 14 days, right? 
Another issue is that you need the latest version of the app. People have been trying to upload their vaccination information with the old version of the app and they can't find where to do it because it doesn't exist. So with apps, just like your operating system, you have to update them. Third are glitches. Uh, there have been reports of people online saying, hey, I'm stuck in Michigan. I'm trying to up upload for four hours now my, my vaccination paperwork, and it's not letting me do it. And I have to do this before I get to Canada and show the receipt on the, the digital receipt on the ArriveCan app, and they can't do it. So there's a few associated issues. I think, you know, they obviously we need something like this. Uh, it's just, a, you know, and then there's digital divide. You know, if you don't have a smartphone or access to the internet while you're traveling, there's going to be some issues at the border. So, sure. You know, it's mandatory. They're not clear if you refuse to do this, but, you know, you can still enter apparently, but they're saying it's mandatory. So there's a few issues with the Arrive Can app. Just have some patience. Try to upload everything you can before long before you get to Canada so there's no problems. All right. We will continue to watch that story because the Arrive Can app is only going to grow in importance as the border reopens eventually and, of course, yeah. uh, travel uh, returns. Mark, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Me too. Thanks for having me, Jeff. You bet. Tech expert Mark Saltzman with us.